I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, everyone. I'm Fox News' Rup Raj. In the Thursday, July 6th edition of Let It Rip, we talked about two controversial subjects. The first one, consider this for a moment. Under new legislation being proposed in Michigan and other states, had this been in effect in 2016, Hillary Clinton would be the president of the United States. We're talking about the popular vote versus electoral vote and what the Michigan legislature, at least some lawmakers, are suggesting. We'll dive into that. Plus, we're also talking about this ethnic intimidation bill that now includes gender identity and sexual orientation. Some Republicans are a little bit weary about how far the law could be taken. We'll dive in. And with that, let's let it rip. And so it's time now to let it rip with State Representative Noah Arbit, the lawmaker behind the bill, and pro-life advocate and conservative Rebecca Kiesling, and yes, Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton with us as well. It's good to see all of you. We only have a few minutes. Let's get right to this. Uh, this bill, this ethnic intimidation bill uh, in Michigan, is so important, Noah, to you that you decided that it had to go uh, and, and become a bill. Why was this so important to you? Well, it was actually the number one issue that I campaigned on. I grew up in West Bloomfield in the Jewish community, um, and I never sit idly by and watch as any community in the state of Michigan facing rising hate, facing rising hate violence. The fact is, is that we have seen an unabated rise in hate crimes in the state of Michigan uh, for the past 10 years and really the past 30 years. And our law that we passed 35 years ago, seven years before I was born, hasn't been amended even once. And the result is that we are very ill-equipped to address this rise in hate crimes. And so I introduced this legislation as I promised my community in West Bloomfield that I would uh, to make sure that Michigan is no longer a national but a national leader in hate crime prevention, intervention, and response, and that is exactly what this legislation does. And so this legislation is known as an ethnic intimidation bill. The Michigan Hate Crime Act. Michigan Hate Crime Act is a technical name, but it is an ethnic intimidation bill. Uh, mm -hmm. Rebecca Kiesling, um, there is not even a mention of the word pronoun in the entire bill. We've read it a million times. It's not slipped in there. It's not hidden in there. <laughs> Yet it seems a little bit odd that many people who are leaning right and far right, who claim fake news and anything they don't like, created a narrative around this that just isn't true. The word pronoun is not in the bill. Does that concern you that some Republicans were publicizing that and actually getting it published in reports? Um, the reason why you had a little confusion over the name is because it was the ethnic intimidation law and it's now been changed to the hate crimes bill and there were two things that were added. One is to add intimidation. It used to require assault or battery and now it's mere words, mere intimidation if, as long as someone feels mental anguished or, or feels threatened or they feel um, terrorized, then uh, there, someone can be subject to $10,000 fine, 10 years in prison, and recently the Michigan Supreme Court just last week held a hearing on compelling judges to use pronouns, and the ACLU made a statement saying that it is terrorism, that people feel terrorized when you don't use okay, their pronouns. I don't back. think we, she read the one, one moment. we got to get back to the Michigan Hate Crime I'm Act. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. But Rebecca, you're a lawyer, so let's separate some things. 
look at look at look at facts here. Let's look at facts <laughs> here. Jewish too, hold on, by the hold way. on, hold on. We're going to look at some facts here. In the Michigan Hate Crime Act, there is not a mention of the word pronouns. Yet headlines from Newsweek to Fox News to all these other places, because they talk to right-wing people who told them that this is a pronoun issue. Does that bother you at no, all? It's because Does the, that bother you at all? It's because the ACLU's official position and the LGBTQ community has taken the position that it is terrorizing to them when you don't use their pronoun. And so it's not just that. It's speaking out against, like, Riley Gaines, who says that she's terrorized having to shower with another competitor who has male parts. And, and for her speaking out, she's called a bully, and she could be subjected to this law. I want to get Charlie into the mix, but Noah, these words, semantics matter, and there's a lot of nuance. In the, in the bill that I read, uh, feeling terrorized, feeling frightened, feeling threatened, those words to many people who are on the right are saying, this is very subjective. If I say I feel threatened, but you didn't do anything to truly, truly threaten me, could I then go try to get you in trouble with the law? Well, that's why the legal standard is something called a true threat, right? And the fact is, is that this language that's in the bill describing, uh, defining what intimidation is, very, very narrowly defined, comes straight out from the stalking statute, MCL 7, uh, 750.411. That is the stalking statute. At no point in the 35 years that this, at the Ethnic Intimidation Act has been uh, charged by Republican and Democratic prosecutors, or the stalking statute has been charged by Republican and Democratic uh, prosecutors, has anyone ever raised a question about this? And the fact is, is that, look, unless you are going to shoot up a synagogue or a black church or assault people at a gay bar, you don't have to worry about being charged under the Michigan Hate Crime Act. But Charlie Langton, if you, if you have an issue with yes, pronouns, if you have an issue with LGBTQ people and you are standing on the side of the road with a sign saying something that's objectionable about people who are gay or who are trans, by the law, can that person be charged under this Michigan Hate Crime Act? Well, I mean, I guess, let's get an example here. If you're trans, you identify as a woman, okay, but you're born a man, okay? Uh, you want to, under gender identity, I think you want to be referred to as she, right? If I called you he, he, continuously, and I threaten you because of that, I'd say yes, under this bill, that would that would violate this bill. And what's wrong with that? You don't have to threaten well, so you, them if with you've physical gotten harm. The gun. Yes, it you do. Yes, you do. You said you're a lawyer. Yes. Noah, the state lawmaker is saying that the language does not say that. It, you're saying it does, it but you have do, and you read the bill. It does not require It does not require She got the sentencing wrong, so I don't think she did read the bill. It requires mere intimidation. Of course I read it. I'm a lawyer. Of course I read it. I testify before legislatures regularly, and words matter. This adds intimidation it, What's and right? a threat so, so, of intimidation. Intimidation was defined in the bill, I believe, right? Yeah, and, and if you, if intimidation you feel mental have, anguish. Does it also no. Terrorized. Terrorized. That is not in the bill. That is not in the bill. Feel terrorized, which is the same as stalking. That is how Michigan. This is tried and true. The problem is ACLU says that trans people feel terrorized when you don't use their pronouns. Would you believe that the ACLU has been neutral on my legislation? They did not support this legislation. They do not support or oppose this legislation. It says the word terrorized, frightened, or threatened. Do you think that people who are in that community, in the LGBTQ plus community, or any community for that matter, because this covers everybody, that if someone is feeling threatened, terrorized, or frightened, that they should have some recourse by way of the law? There Do you are think there should laws. be? We have normal laws that protect anybody. How about my people group? You know, I'm called Demon Seed, Evil Seed, 
need. Horrible reminder that if you cared about your birth mother at all, you would have killed yourself a long time ago. I'm told all sorts of horrible things. And you know what? I, my Jewish family was killed in the Holocaust. And the first thing they did was take away free speech rights. And this would have a chilling effect on free speech. No, is this is this an amendment issue here? Do you think do you see how people who have free speech advocates are saying, hold on here, we gotta be careful. Even those who are Democrats are saying I worry about what could happen in Michigan if this is interpreted the wrong way. Well first of all, this bill passed with bipartisan support and I'm very proud that it did um, in the in the House. Um, and I'm sure it will in the Senate as well. But the fact is is that, you know, just as my bill protects Jews, it also protects Christians. As it protects black people, it protects white people. As it protects gay people it protect, protects straight people. As it protects women, it protects men. No one in this state should ever be threatened or harmed because of who they are or the community they, be, they belong so to. Who, de who, decide, who, decides, who decides what threatened really feels like? Who decides a what prosecutor. frightened? A prosecutor. So now this is well, up, jury, always up to a prosecutor. And, and, and it was UK and yeah. Canada oh, they're using statutes just like this to arrest pastors who are reading you know, certain... Um, passages from the Bible, and it's being, it there's was a, promised wait, that it would not offend America. You think, you think that police are going to go to a church and going to charge a pastor the, for intimidation? I think we're missing the UK. But in the US? I think we're missing the point here, which is that hate crimes are different from all other crimes because they are terroristic in nature. There's never just one victim of a hate crime. An entire community is victimized, too. Hate crimes tell all people who share a victim's community, people like you aren't welcome, people like you won't be safe, and people like you don't belong. The fact that this state, in the state of Michigan, that hate crimes against gay people, against disabled people, against, uh, you know, uh, uh, against, you know, people with disabilities cannot be prosecuted is abysmal. And it is high time that we address this and make sure that our Charlie, law— Charlie, do you think that under current ethnic intimidation laws that are in the books in the state of Michigan, that people who are threatened because of those reasons, no. do you think they're protected? No. They're, and not if you're gay, not if you're gender identity issues. There's a four or five—we only protect uh, eight. Age, race, and no. today, right now. Race, religion, race, religion, color, and color. national origin. That's it. So we do it. It adds a penalty. But anybody, just your average person, look, I got all kinds of threats after my boys died because I testified, you know, against uh, the policies at the border. Well, the and and I, was so I had all met. kinds of hate coming my way. And because I was conceived in rape, I get all kinds of but hate you, coming Rebecca, my way. Let me ask you, let me ask you a there's question. There's normal laws that protect People. But do you think that right now, under this current ethnic intimidation law that's in effect in Michigan, gender identity, sexual orientation aren't included? Do you think those groups should be protected? They should receive normal protections that any of us receive. But what if they're not right now? Should they be? Should they? Should they be updated? Once you make them an elevated class, now. But what about an equal class? What about equal with those who are Indian or Jewish or anyone who is also white people? Hate crimes against white people can be. In this state. Under your bill, old white men like me are protected, as right? Long as, you yes, thank you. as long as you feel terrorized. You keep saying that. It seems like you're concerned about the interpretation of that. Yes. Is there anything being done right now, it's Representative Arbit, to address that gray area that seems perhaps it's not, not to a gray you, area. To you it isn't, but to no, her it is. It is not a gray area. But it it, it is, is circumscribed very tightly in this law.
talk about that for 15, 20 seconds. And the if fact you can. is, is I didn't, I didn't write this bill slapdash overnight and put it out. I worked on this bill for months and months and months with the attorney general, with Republican uh, prosecutors who are, were high up in the uh, attorney general, former attorney general Schuette's department. This bill is supported by 83 prosecuting attorneys and in this, this state. Why isn't there a single Republican prosecutor saying what she's saying? And this conversation will have to continue, of course, in later editions of Letter Rip and perhaps at dinner tables across Metro Detroit. We thank both of you for joining us today. Representative Arvid, Rebecca Kiesling, and of course, Charlie Langton. Still ahead, Michigan, you know what? He swings state. We know that in every presidential election, but soon those 15 electoral votes could be handed out differently. All part of an agreement with several states for our electors to support the popular vote winner. So is that supporting the will of the people or making your vote less valuable? That debate, next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back now, let it rip. We are a little more than a year away now from the next presidential election, which means you'll probably hear more debate on if the Electoral College should stay or go. Well, sort of. Is it possible to have the best of both? One lawmaker thinks so, and she's here now. We're talking about State Representative Carrie Reinigans. We thank you for joining us. And also, Michigan Capital Confidential Managing Editor James David Dixon. Good to see you as well. And our anchor attorney, Charlie Langton, with us as well. All right, so... In a nutshell, this bill that Representative is proposing would say, look, Michigan would automatically cast the presidential electoral votes for the winner of the national popular vote. And if this was the case in 2016, Hillary Clinton would have been the president of the United States if your bill was to pass all across the country. You think that would be fair? Well, I do think it's fair to have the person who gets the most votes win the presidential election. So thanks for that question. And uh, it, what we know is that uh, the founding principle of democracy here in the United States is that one person has one vote. And we want to make sure that every voter in every state in every election is campaigned to in every presidential year. The president has to win the most votes in their district, which is the entire country. I had to do the same thing, win the most votes in my district. So I think the president should have to do that too. And it's not just me that says it. We have a large coalition, about two dozen organizations, prominent Republicans like Sala Nuzis, who are touting this across the state and across the country. I think it's time for Michigan to join the national James David vote. Dixon, you know, this whole electoral system was started, of course, back when their founding fathers said, look, we have a choice. Should Congress be able to elect the next president or should the people be able to? They came up with a compromise and the electoral system is in place. Many people say this system just is, is outdated and, and doesn't serve the people, each an individual voter who's out there. You agree? Well, the genius of the American system is we're always able to change it. They just don't make it easy. So if you want to, if you want to move to a system of direct election of the president, which this is, go the same way it, it took uh, to make direct election of senators happen a constitutional amendment. National popular vote is an end run around the constitutional amendment process. And it would try to correct one ill by creating another. So no one loves it when the electoral college winner is the popular vote loser. 
you would really hate it if the person who got Michigan's electoral votes didn't even win Michigan. But the whole point is it's up to the states. This has nothing to do necessarily with just the Constitution. It's up to the state. Each state gets to decide what their state voted on. What's wrong with making it, as Representative Reinigans will say, more accurate so that each person's vote counts? Because right now, that's not the case, is it? Well, it's not more accurate because, I mean, uh, under House Bill 4156, Kerry's bill, you could lose Michigan 7 million votes to zero and still win Michigan's electoral votes. But you mean not to tell some me, of them. But you mean to tell me that under all this of bill, them, all under this 15, bill, under this bill, though, wouldn't each voter's vote mean more than it currently does? Yes. No, not not than currently. How? Let's do simple math. I know Kara's a lot better at yeah. me than uh, at math than I am, but let's do the math. Does your vote weigh more as one out of seven million, which it is now, as just the Michigan electorate is what counts, or one out of 150 million? So that's literally the choice that's put in front of us. Never, never in Michigan's history has every single voter voted one way in a presidential election. And that's how I think it should be. I think every presidential candidate should campaign to every voter in every election in every state every time. So, of course, the person who gets the most votes should win. And it's based on what your district is. But, but Representative, what about the fact that you have New York and California that have, have obviously the, the most population? At the end of the day, without the electoral system, wouldn't we essentially be letting New York and California decide our election? No, we would not. How many people live in New York and California? Barely even 20% of our country lives there. You can't win the national popular vote if you only win 20%. Well, why are, why are candidates, you should know why are candidates, that there are more Republicans registered in California than there are people who even live in half of the plain why states. why are candidates concentrating so heavily on those states and not paying attention to rural areas in America? Shouldn't those voters have a voice as well? Of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the, every voter in every state in every election should have a say in who the president is. And right now, so many states are flown over, ignored, taken for granted. Well, in James, you agree with that? National popular vote would actually add Michigan to that list. There, there are only just a few battleground states, and we are one, and we no longer would be one. So why any person from Michigan would willingly give away that power? Absolutely. We're not just a, for the we're idea, not just a for the idea, state in every election. Just for the idea that, that possibly we could select another Democrat or two. It's just short-sighted, yeah, and it, so could, Charlie, Charlie it could easily, on the fold it could here. easily work you're, out the other way. You're, you're so the, the attorney person here. who doesn't get the most votes should you're, win. You're is the that, attorney here, Charlie. Win. The Constitution no, of the United States. Win. The loser you, wins. Do, do you no. think that this ultimately could be something that could work? Uh, well, I, 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 have, I have, she wants to, this, James makes a point about it's an end around the Constitution without going through the constitutional amendment process. So I want to know exactly how it works. But besides all that, let's, let's, let's take out the legalities as to whether or not this is a challengeable and, le and legal. The, the problem is you are given a lot of power to about 10 states, I think it is, and that's it. I agree with your point. But what about a third-party candidate? All you'd have to do is put a third-party candidate in there, and then what's going to happen? A third-party candidate of could the actually campaign who gets the most votes markets would and win. really skew the vote. If and there that, are three candidates, and you look at how many votes each one of them gets, the person with the most would win. Isn't that what our country's founded on? So if you have 17 candidates, the one with the most votes would win. James, do you think that the people who are watching this right now at home, Republican or Democrat, depending on the outcome of an election, really trust the electoral system and think that it serves them? Rube, I think they're watching this and they're shocked. They don't know what we're talking about. 
No one's ever told them what House Bill 4156 well, no, does. I think we made it pretty clear. That I'm, it I'm talking about outside of this. I mean, even on the Fox News web, or Fox 2 website, very few mentions. Very few mentions well, on the House, let, and, let me add, House but, and Senate but floor please in Michigan. answer the question. Do you think the electoral system serves the state of Michigan and the voters who live here well? Yes. You do? You think I do. it's fair and accurate? I, I do, and I think that, uh, again, if, you know, you might not have loved how 2016 turned out, but if the person who lost Michigan had won, that would be a first nationwide. There's 48 states that do winner-take-all. Michigan's one of them. So let's do this. We have, I don't know how much time we have. That. Let me understand the bill. In Michigan, let's assume, and I got to say Biden won by 60%, Trump won by 40%. We have 15 electoral votes. You're not changing the system. The electoral votes, the 15 votes remain the same. Tell me what happens in Michigan. So I would like us to use the power that the United States Constitution gives to state legislatures to decide how to award our state's electoral college votes. And I would like our state to award our electoral college votes based on who wins the national popular vote. We just, I just gave you the numbers. So our, for Biden, 40 for so our 15 electoral college votes would go to Biden because he wins the national popular vote under your hypothetical situation. So the asterisk in that example is yeah. that it wouldn't matter how the people of Michigan voted. Doesn't matter. It doesn't Isn't matter that, how the people but, but of Michigan voted. How does vote. it matter how the people of Michigan voted in that situation? Because the votes for Biden and the votes for Trump would be added together with all of the votes for Biden and Trump across Again, the whole no country. Again, you're no longer one of 7 million, you're one of 150 million. And the, the, winner, and the winner of the, the presidency most votes should be winning every Every single electoral vote, right? No, no, not every single electoral. I don't. Then I totally well, don't. Well, Charlie, that. not every state would be in the compact. So the way, so when. Oh, when it, yes. Now yes. We, oh, we have a compact. So oh, it only yeah. applies to some states, not. Well, all that's the exactly. States. So when there's enough states that that equal 270 electoral votes, the oh, compact no. will go live. So some states elect the so, president one way and another a different way. And that's why I've written that's before that this is national. Do, 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 do you think? Do you think that that's fair? I do think that's fair because I had to win the most popular votes in my district. But that's a and local that election, which is different than a national no, election, don't you think? Every single elected position in our country, thousands of them, the person who wins the most popular votes wins that seat. But one. The presidency. Why is that fair? How is that fair? How is that fair? Can you explain why you want the person who gets the second most votes wins? I don't get that. That's the constitutional system we've That's all the way known. You know. So why did you just go and through the constitutional system? Then so change I, it. I never get a just good answer. Representative, you keep saying. Is there a good answer you, about you, the person who loses but you, winning you, the election? But you keep saying, you keep saying why is it that local races are decided one way and this race is decided oh, another so way? So I guess no, no, what we should do is the condominium scheme. So look at my district. I have five townships in Washtenaw County, five townships in Jackson County. Let's make the popular vote of each of those townships have one vote in who gets to win my district. That's a cockamamie scheme. I, I, I don't think that's I how we should be electing So you're just throwing out babies I, I, with bathwater. Hold water. on, James, one second, one second. <laughs> what I'm saying is you keep asking the question, if this was a local race, it's decided like this. The most number of votes gets the That's the, the, the principle pie. of our country. Uh, of local elections. But of the principle of the country of the Constitution is that an electoral system is in place. And Charlie's point was, wouldn't you have to do something to change the Constitution to make this nope, work? No, because we are using the power of the Constitution to award our electoral college votes, as the Constitution allows us to do. As state legislatures, we can decide how to do that. And so we're deciding to use the power of the U.S. Constitution. How many people in this pack that you have uh, are Democrats? Oh, God, I don't know. It's, and how many Republicans? There are 16 states plus D.C. who are they, are, all, are they all Democrats? Nope. 
This has been passed with um, Republican majorities in, I believe, Arizona. And the last time it passed off the House floor in Michigan was 2018. And I don't think the Democrats were in charge then. James, when you hear the, the shoes on the other foot, depending on how Republicans are doing or how Democrats are doing, it seems like this is a convenient way to say, hey, this works for my party, my candidate now. Wouldn't you say that's kind of politically convenient to, well, to do when, it one way or the other, depending on who's in office? As Kerry mentioned, in the past, Republicans have supported this. Yeah. That's actually more of a principled stand when, you know, because the, the two incidents that have created national popular vote, 2000 election, Republican wins. 2016, Republican wins. By losing and you've still had, the popular but vote. But you still had Republicans going ahead and say, let's go ahead and support national popular vote. I don't, I don't get why they would do it, which makes it principled. What's I get, guess why, Democrats, what's your I guess get about, why Democrats would do it. What's your guess about what's going to happen when this hits the House floor after it leaves committee? James. I mean, Democrats can do whatever they want. They hold all the gavels, right? And what so then what, Michigan... But, but, but here's the problem that, that, that exists beyond Lansing and, and beyond... That the uh, loser could beyond, beyond even this, this whole system. The real problem you're going to run into, two problems. Congress, they're going to want to review this. This is an interstate compact. And they say, oh, Congress doesn't have to review Congress every interstate compact. Congress does not have to this. If you think they're going to let, using the they're gonna let a group of blue Representative states Ryan steal the presidency, give, they're not. We're going to give you a chance to answer what he just said on the other side of the break when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The way we elect the President of the United States by the Electoral College. Some people now want to change it and elect the President by popular vote. Good idea? Oh, that's a tough one. It's a fraud. It's a scam. I think people of America are smart enough to read and understand what their candidates are saying and to have one man, one vote. It's a popular vote ban. Because it, it makes it so that the larger proportions will just like get so much and it's like, Texas already gets a lot, and then it's like, oh, wow, they're getting like a lot, a lot. And then like California gets a lot, a lot. And then Rhode Island gets not, nothing. So Keep the same electoral college the way it is now. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So many things that influence the electoral vote that I think the founding fathers couldn't have seen coming. Little states would have very little say in who is the president. I think the president is of the United States, not of the individual states, so I think it would give the people of the United States more power as opposed to just individual states. I, I don't believe in it. But that's the way we've been doing it for years and years. And look where we are now. All right, final thoughts, uh, Representative Ryan. Again, 16 states have uh, adopted this so far. Michigan could be next. What's the viability? You think it's a, it's a go? Yes, I do think it's a go. This has a long history of bipartisanship, and I'm confident in working toward getting bipartisan votes when it, we get a floor vote in the near future. Uh, I really think it's important that we use the founding principle of our democracy, that every person in every state gets campaigned to in every election, and the G person James. who gets the most votes should win. And that's the and bottom line about the legislation. How viable is this in your 
mind. James? It's a bad bill, but Kerry's a good person. <laughs> and so what I would like our viewers to do is to do what we did today, talk. Have, do your Talk homework, to each other. have yeah. a table, a discussion around your dining room table with friends and others, and it's glad we started that conversation right here in earnest. Good to see you. Representative Ridegans, James, always good to see you. And that does it for this edition of Let It Rip. The Let It Rip discussion continues online. Sound off on Facebook, Twitter, or Fox2Detroit.com.